Well, the weather for the whole of the south of England will continue as it has for the next few weeks. It's going to be hot and moist, with temperatures rising steadily as time goes on. There's a chance of steamy moments as we move into the... Ah, sod it. We never wanted to do this. We never wanted to be weathermen and women, making innuendos about hot atmospheres and drizzly countries. We didn't want to be child-friendly. We didn't want to bang on about being for over-18s only. We want to talk about our sexy adventures. We want to be lifestylers, leaping from bush to bush as we sail down the rivers of British sex clubs and mountains of crazy experiences. The cheeky purple mamba, the liquid silk pumped liberally into our hand, the rodeo classic brief harness complete with Tantus curve, the enjoy pure one stainless steel dildo, the hot octopus digit, the ever so short messages on fab swingers, the sexy friends on Twitter, and the mighty vanilla alternative. With my best girlie by my side, we'd swing, swing, swing. Get in the gym or to your car. Without advice, you could go far. We fuck things up and we make mistakes. We talk about our sexy dates. It's getting hard for this to rhyme. Just as well, cause it's bed. Hello and welcome to episode 140 of the Bedhoppers podcast. My name is Mr. H. Hello, Mrs. H. Thank you for joining us today. We have got a jam-packed show for you today. Okay. Well, actually, we've got some stuff that we've thrown together that we're going to talk through. Cool. There is no actual jam involved. No. I wish the listeners could see you and your jazz hands right now. Really? Oh, your hands jazz, are just, oh my God. I'm so jazz hands right now. gesticulating Everybody. all over the place. I think it's because I take my uh, sort of media training from Kermit uh-huh. the Frog. Oh, okay. Well, this explains a lot. <laughs> this does explain a lot. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been up to lately. Yes. We're going to talk a little bit about what we've got coming up because we've got some exciting stuff Loads on the cards. And then we're going to do a bit of exploratory discussion. Okay. Yeah, a debate then. A, de- a small debate. <laughs> a small debate. The <laughs> likes of which Mrs. H has come up with the idea. So we're going yes, to follow this through and see how it feels. We're going to pop it in and see how it feels. You don't have to sound so disgusted. I'm not disgusted. It's, it's I th- stuff I want to talk about. There's plenty of stuff that's. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this may be a means of putting me on the podcast and throwing some darts at me, but we'll see. No, it's a means of, we had a few drinks. <laughs> when did you become we, Italian? <laughs> <laughs> we had a few drinks. About a week ago. Hang and on. And we started getting a little bit chiddly. Yeah. And then I started having this conversation with you. Yeah. And we went, you know what? We should wait and have this conversation. We can't have conversations like normal people anymore. We're not allowed to. <laughs> this is, you know, this is awful. Well, it, started, it was one of these conversations. It was um, really interesting. And I thought, well, this would be good to have the conversation for reals. Well, <laughs> gentle <laughs> listeners, but I hope this was really interesting. Otherwise, you're in for a rough, uh, oh, you know, man. 45 minutes to an hour. However, what's been going on? So firstly... Uh, I want to talk about a little thing that we announced to our Discord group. So oh, we yes. announced this week, mm-hmm. this, this week, this very or, week, or this last week, depending on when you're listening to it. But very recently, we we announced a mini social that we're doing just before Christmas. Why is it mini? It's a mini one because it's just before Christmas. I don't right. want to be running around like an idiot trying to organise loads of stuff. Oh. But also, I want to keep it low key because I don't want to cost people any more money than we already have done. I like low key. Yeah, low key. I know you do. (laughs) But the thing is, is that this swinging lifestyle is expensive. So we wanted to, as a thank you to all of our Discord folks, so the people that are on our Patreon and also the people that are on our Keep in Touch 
uh, mm-hmm. Discord that we run for people that have been to our events. Say thank you by hosting a uh, small gathering, like 40 or so people at a local venue near us uh, for minimal cost yeah. and just getting everyone together before Christmas. Yeah. No themes, no messing around trying to find new outfits because it it really mounts up cost-wise. Yeah. But the thing is, is it literally sold out within about four hours. <laughs> Oh my God, I know. <laughs> Turns out people really, really like hanging out together. Yeah, which, which is, is nice. Which is great. I, that makes me so happy. It, it gave me a lot of admin to kind of get through. Yeah, I was you like, holy admin. crap, there was sort of PayPal coming through. There was notifications that people were messaging me. And then when we cut it off and we said, okay, we've sold our maximum number. Then we had people that are going on the waiting yeah. list. And we've got like <laughs> sort of 10, 15 people already on a waiting list, which is really cool. It's really awesome that people are so interested. Yay, go us. We're great, fabulous, etc. But what I really love is that mostly people are really excited to catch up with those friends again mm. and just hang out and have a nice little party, really. Mm. So um, next step. So, I mean, obviously it's too late to register interest. If you haven't already, we've sold out. So apologies about that, folks. We'll talk a little bit about this in the, the, the build up to this event, I'm sure. And we'll talk about it afterwards, I'm sure. But the main thing is, is that we've got to start thinking about Christmas songs at some point or other. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you literally shitting what me? What is the best Christmas song that we should include for that for that night? What is the Do ultimate we have Christmas to have song? Have a Christmas song? No, I know. Well, I, it's funny because Christmas came up twice this week because uh, as I was sat working from home in our, in our sort of front room or whatever or living room or whatever you want to call it, I heard someone outside in their car playing Christmas oh, songs. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and and for some it sort of dawned on me after about five minutes of hearing these Christmas songs that that's what they were doing. Babe, you sing Christmas songs all year round. Yes, sometimes I you do. You literally but, drive to a supermarket singing Over Weather Outside is Frightful. Yeah, but that's not, is that a Christmas song yes, or is that a weather-based song? No, it's a bloody it Christmas song. Does it say Christmas? And it doesn't belong in the car in July. <laughs> but, and yet you do it. depends where you are, doesn't it? Because if, if you're in a country that's snowing, then it's okay to sing Let <sighs> It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. You love Christmas and you love Christmas songs. Well, this is, it's intrinsically linked to that end of the year bit for me. That's uh, my birthday, it's Christmas, it's New Year, it's all that sort of wonderful stuff. So, you know, I get excited about Christmas. But first, you know, we've got some Halloween and other bits and bobs to to get out of the way. And we're going to come back to Halloween in just a moment. My goodness, you're like lightning in a bottle tonight. I am lightning in a bottle. Wait until I run out in about five minutes time and it'll all be down. It'll be me, baby. (laughs) Yeah, or you. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about. So we've mentioned about Mrs. H's health over Uh, the last year and a half. Lord, I'm bored of it. So So we've been... Well, shall I introduce it? Well, do you want me to like give an intro to this? Because we've been tackling a few things. We know that Uh, the menopause is a thing and we've been tackling that for one. That's different. But you've also been having tummy issues for quite a while now, right? Yeah. Tummy pains, cramps, it's been horrible. And over the last six months, particularly the last few months... I've had tubes prodded, I've had cameras in places it shouldn't go. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to start up your your new uh, website, Only Colons. Oh my God. (laughs) And I'm going to set up mine, which is semicolons. Oh, God. <laughs> so oh, we've genius. had all of, thank you. We've we've had all of this going on. It's been very, very worrying because uh, lots of the doctors were sort of warning us that there could be cancer related things. There could be uh, bowel problems, all sorts of stuff that could have been. But it feels like we're sort of getting to the bottom of where these issues are coming from. It's all right, bag of dicks. <laughs> well, not literally, because that would be a different kind of pain, I suspect. Maybe. Maybe. I, I'm summing up as a bag of dicks, frankly. Okay. Well, do you want to talk about it then? Yeah. Well, in a, a thrilling new instalment in what we're drinking tonight, I'm drinking bloody almond milk. 
not bloody almond milk, almond milk in my coffee. <laughs> why? For why am I drinking this sodding almond milk? <laughs> so I am now embarking on a very restrictive, very restrictive, which I'm really, really annoyed about, um, six-week diet of um, eliminating lots of my favourite food. And I mean lots. By lots, I mean all. All of the foods I like eating. Not all of them. Mostly. Okay, why are you doing, what, what is this process? What is so happening? The, the, the bottom line appears to be that I definitely have some intolerance to some foods and whether any of that progresses into actual allergies is unknown yet, but we're, we're following the line of the whole umbrella term of bowel diseases and kind of following what we call a FODMAP diet, which is a really snappy title. Don't ask me to tell you what it stands for because it's it's an impossible mouthful. But essentially, it's short chain carbohydrates that some people cannot tolerate and digest. So it's finding out which ones I can't tolerate and will have to eliminate forever, and which ones I can tolerate and can reintroduce in six weeks. So what this means is that you are both incredibly happy because your tummy is not aching sometimes. Uh, that's the aim, yeah. But also incredibly grumpy because you're not allowed to eat some other food. Like pizza. That's kind of the gist of it. <laughs> That's kind of a gist of it. I'm at the beginning of the exploratory kind of what what hates me the most phase, which will be followed in six weeks by the let's bring some of the stuff back and see what you can tolerate. Yeah. So yeah. that's a voyage of discovery, if you will. Yeah, that's kind of what's been on our plate for the last particularly the last week or so. We've been yeah. sort of exploring this stuff. My get, field. Yeah. And it's interesting because I'm I'm typically the person that cooks in the house, so I'm <laughs> so sort it's of, your headache as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's also doubly my problem. Yeah, uh, I've got like FODMAP apps and books and consultants going on. It's just yeah. However, I'm I'm starting it. I mean, week one, and it's the I'm sure it'll get easier in time. Yeah. So if you've had a, had any experiences in this. Get in touch. Let us know. Has it Done gone for you? Well, yeah, you have our sympathy <laughs> and share us, you know, any tips that you'd, you'd be interested in sharing with us. That would be cool to hear from you guys. So the, or, or folks. Oh, the good news is I can drink wine. Oh, Yay! good. Yes. Because apparently that is not a high FODMAP trigger. Because it would take a fucking juggernaut to stop you from drinking <laughs> wine. They, she saw the and look gin. in your eyes. I'm allowed to drink gin. Yes. Okay. Right. Moving swiftly onwards. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be... Oh, I was just thinking about gin. Well, the good news is hopefully this will enable us to do more sexy things and not have the evening ruined by you having tummy problems. Wow. That's the theory, right? Yeah, because it's all about you. <laughs> it is. Well, no, it's all about us having a nice time without hey, you wife, being in stop pain. stop ruining my sexy times <laughs> by being cripplingly in pain in the background. Yeah, can you I'm can sorry. you turn the moaning down a little bit and look like you're enjoying wow, yourself, please? I'm going to die somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely not the case, and you know that. However. However. What we are doing over the next few weeks is we've got an exciting few weeks ahead of us, right? Yeah. So this weekend coming up, probably uh, when, you know, by the time you're listening to this episode, we'll already have done it. But this weekend, we're going to a club that we've never been to before. New territory. New territory. We're not going to mention which club Ooh. it is. We're going with some awesome secret friends. Mm. And we're going to see how that goes because we're going to have a look at it, see what the club's like. And hopefully we'll be able to come back with an awesome review and give you guys all the details about it. I keep saying guys, this is terrible. I should say folks, really, shouldn't I? Folks. Folks is much better. Mm. Okay. Yeah, apologies for saying guys so much. Anyway, so we've got that coming up. The following week, we've got a visit from a single lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we haven't done that for a while, have we? 
No, no, we do. We haven't. Uh, we do have a single lady uh, catching up with us on the Friday. Yeah. Then we've got a catch up with some friends. Yes. Do you know what I'm trying to think what we're doing there? Yes. <laughs> yes, I know, I know exactly what we're doing. That could end up being a bit sexy. Yes. It could. Absolutely. It There's could. the potential for sexiness. Well, I think in your mind there's always a potential for sexiness. <laughs> there is. Well, I am involved, so therefore, you know, it's likely I to happen. I bet you get dressed in the morning like, hmm, yeah, I could have some I'm sex I'm pretty, right yeah, I could have I'm some sex. Hot. Woman, fetch me my sex. <laughs> <laughs> and also, at the end of the month, we're actually going to VA. Oh yeah, Halloween. We're doing the Halloween thing. So we've got a bunch of our listeners, a bunch of our friends coming along. We've got along. a huge we've got, bunch We've going. got a crew going. I'm so excited. Which, it's going to be like a mini like Bedhop reunion. I know, it's going to be really, really lovely. Excited. I want to say a huge thank you already to Max and Mabel, who have been behind the scenes sort of vaguely coordinating and shuffling people along to get them to go to that thing. <laughs> they're amazing they're very lovely but they've been very helpful in pulling this together and just just letting everybody know what's going on and where they need to go and all that sort of stuff because I begin to think she like really wants to like you know go to VA <laughs> is she going to get the official hey, Bedhoppers PA to title to VA as well yeah. come on the PA go. to VA oh I like that I know yeah. right so that's what we've got coming up it's going to be an interesting few weeks and that's going to give us plenty to talk about in the coming episodes which I'm really excited about so now we're going to move on to our topic of today, right? Yes. Now, we're not going to lie to you, gentle listener. This is our second attempt at recording this. It is indeed. And the reason why we ditched our first recording was because it ended up in a bit of a long discussion between the two of us. <laughs> yeah, we had to take it offline. We took uh, it offline. We did. Because we didn't want to um, We didn't want to go too deep on air and be a little bit at each other's throats with this, right? Well, I don't think it's a case of going at each other's throats, but I think that the reason why we, we took this offline and, and decided to come back to it is because actually we were talking about things that you do with other people that mm -hmm. you don't do with your own partner. Yeah. And this is a really interesting discussion and it's a, it can be quite a difficult one. Mm. And we've, we've talked about this, I think, ever since we started doing all this to each other but never really unpacked it properly, maybe. Yeah, and I think the way we started talking about it was very much about uh, one of us was doing something and the other of us was like, well, you don't do that with me. So it was a little bit accusatory. It was. And as a result, then the other one of us, no, not naming any names <laughs> here, but read into it what you will. You don't want Yoko, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. She's in the room too. We're, we're sort of feeling obliged to defend themselves. And what that started was not so much a game of mudslinging because that's not our style, no. but it did feel as though it would give the wrong impression that we were having a sensible adult discussion. And we were just going to chuck each other under the bus. Yeah. And I don't think that was kind of the impression that we wanted to give. So in all honesty, we wanted to come clean and say, well, we've recorded this part, this second bit or mm. the main thrust of it again, because we wanted to give you a sensible discussion and also sort of highlight how some of these, some of these things that we talk about can be quite emotive and can be quite triggering. Mm. Hence, we went offline and had a long debate. <laughs> Not a mass debate, just a long debate. Well, it ended in some something. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely ended up in some sexy times by the end of which it. Which is so, all good. Which is all delightful and wonderful. So I think one of the things that, that Mrs H had been wanting to tackle for a while is the looking at what you do with somebody else that's not your partner, that's different mm -hmm. to what you do with your actual partner at home. Yes, exactly that. So, and it was it was more of a point of interest to me, not not an attack on anyone, of course, because it never <laughs> is. <laughs> but you know, these these things can be a little emotive when you bring them up, as you say, because you then start thinking about it and thinking, well, why does that happen? Maybe, but 
that's not really what we're getting at. It's more around how interesting is it that you do that? And it could be because, you know, your your actual partner doesn't maybe like some of the things that someone else enjoys. Well, I think there's 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 three things that that are immediately popping into my head on on this particular discussion. I think the first thing is is that some people absolutely adore and get off on seeing their partner do yeah. things and yeah, really enjoy that. Some people mm-hmm. doesn't bother them either way. Yeah, and other people, there are certain things that trigger them that they just don't want to see or don't want to be told about and... And don't want to see and, their partner do either. D- d- yeah, mm. and don't want to see their partner do. And th- th- there's a whole mix of things that mm. happen in that that third camp. And I think one of the things that we found is that that we enjoy certain things mm-hmm. and actually, you know, you, Mrs. H, get a lot more enjoyment out of seeing me do things normally. <laughs> and I'm normally not bothered about seeing you do those things. Is I that think fair? that's an accurate assessment. <laughs> yeah. How, I mean, what, what's watching me do things like for you? What's the... Okay. I mean, so... My, I suppose my default would be more um, voyeuristic as opposed to opportunistic sometimes if I had to really label that. And I, I tend to get a lot of enjoyment from observing things. That's that's always been a default for me. It's it's quite interesting. I like being involved, but also I'm very happy to watch something. And that's not because it's things that we don't do or things I've never seen before. It's purely because I, I like to bank those images maybe I think and then I kind of save them and refer back to them and reflect on them oh okay sometimes so you know not even thinking about why I do it it just is a a natural default for me and and the same would be if I was to look at porn I think it'd just be defaulted to more of a I'm observing something rather than I'm in the action so you're like the sort of Johnny Five of the (laughs) swinging world need input Stephanie (laughs) so I mean that's my default anyway Mm -hmm. So perhaps it's easier for me to sit back and observe something and get some enjoyment from that. I appreciate that you are not at all turned on by watching me participate in an act, unless you happen to be parallel to me and enjoying your own (laughs) act. And even then, I don't think you would necessarily sit back particularly and enjoy watching the spectacle in front of you. I I think if you were having some attention on you, maybe, then it would be easier for you to maybe observe something it's an interesting one because i think generally i don't i don't seek out watching you do no. do anything really i think part of it is is that the bit that drives me is being involved that's the bit that i get excited about now there have been occasions when i've sat back and watched you do things and that has been it's been nice and it's been fun mm. but it hasn't hasn't been like oh my god look at that that's so hot and so sexy because i'm not involved but that's not to say i don't enjoy it but it's definitely so far from my default that, that it's, you know, it's untrue. I, it's it's a really weird one because if I'm involved in a, a group scene or we're both playing with someone or both playing with separate people, whatever, and the, the room itself, the atmosphere of the room, I can find sexy and I can get enjoyment from the room, but mm. not necessarily directly watching you. That that does vary. Sometimes, you know, there is a, there are moments when I'm like, oh, that's sexy, but it, I don't linger on that because I, well, no, because I think sometimes I feel if I linger on it, then the, the original Mr. H brain will kick in. It'll be like, Oh my God, she's doing something without you. Why is oh, she doing I this? See. And like, uh, even now, even wow. now to a certain extent, there is a, a sort of fear of missing out and a not being involved. Even though you're in it. <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, that's, that's the case, but, but there are, you know, there have been moments when I have sat back and, and watched and I think that I understand the enjoyment, but it's not my 
default. It's not what drives you. It's not what drives me. I wasn't one of those kids that can sit and watch like their mates play video games. That was the it was like uh, great. No matter how good they are, I'm like, well, I want to play the video game. And I find <laughs> much of the lifestyle experience for me is about being involved and being connected. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to be like a maximum level of involvement. Mm. And and that's where I feel like things have moved on a bit. I can be lightly involved, but... You just don't want to be completely ostracised from Yeah, it. I think I don't want to be forgotten. Okay, even though maybe the people are almost putting on a show for you and not forgetting you. Well, you don't want that either. No, no, <laughs> I, I I prefer the, the level of involvement. But do you I, like putting it, on a show for others? Uh, not particularly. Hmm. It's it's an, If it's with friends and stuff, I don't mind. And I, that does... That can happen, but if it's in a group of people that I'm not sure about, I don't, I don't enjoy being watched at all. I'm like, uh, there's this thing in the back of my head that goes, "You've not earned the right to see all of this." Not that I'm some sort of god or something, but it's it's kind of almost that this is for me and my friends only. Mm, I got you. And you know, I, I think there are moments where that changes and flexes depending on the situation. But, you know, going back to, I, I don't know, like uh, when we were at v, VA last and we were on that sort of passageway bed, I began to feel very uncomfortable because there were a bunch of people just watching what we were doing. Yeah, because it was sexy to watch, well, it, yeah, but it was, not for you because you were on display. Yeah, <laughs> I would r- much rather take that away from from. You random people, sport. yeah, <laughs> from people. You're not having this. That's uh, probably two things it is. <laughs> yeah, probably is. Yeah, but I'd much rather go somewhere private and enjoy the moment because the the fun and the laughter and the sexy times, all those things that evolve out of mm. that, is the environment that we've created. And I don't necessarily feel that anyone else deserves in on that. That's fair enough. Which okay. you know, um, it's it's a really strange one, and. I, I think there are certain situations where that does flex and, and that does change. So I'm, it's not that I'm one, that's 100% who I am. But I think if you were to talk about a default, that's mm. probably where I'm at. So watching you kiss somebody, for mm. example, I don't, it doesn't, I don't find it particularly triggering. What's interesting though, is if you kiss somebody and it's, and it's not expected yeah, and I'm not going to kiss their partner. And that works. Oh, oh yeah, it does work both, hundred percent. And I think that's something that's probably very common for a lot of people, and it's surprising to experience for the first time. It can get easier over time, but it actually never really truly leaves you as a concept. Like this is weird. Why am I not doing this? Or why is so and so doing that, and I'm not doing that? And we've had, you know, over the last year or two we've had a couple of occasions where that's happened where you've kissed somebody and i have no interest whatsoever Mm -hmm. in their partner and i've been like oh okay and it's the awkward sort of like looking at them going 100 percent. i completely relate to that and i've been in exactly the same position it's Mm. really really odd and you kind of sometimes you're the better person and you rise above it a little bit and think oh no i'm not going to spoil it because why should i it's not like i haven't done that and so you know, and it, you kind of get to a point where you think, am I just going to be a kid about this and throw my toys out? Or am I going to be an adult and think, ah, have you done this in the past? Yes. <laughs> and okay, and were they cool with that? And maybe inwardly you're not 100% okay, but actually it's 
kind of okay. Or maybe you go down the ultra childish routine, which is I'm going to take one for myself and I'm going to make out with this person, even though I don't want to make out with them, just so so I'm making out with someone. And I, I think you're right. That's probably one of the biggest hurdles to navigate sometimes because in all, when it's all said and done, it does all even out a little bit and it becomes a fairly even playing field, I think, ultimately, because we both do get the opportunities to do that. But when it's happening to you, it's not doesn't feel so nice sometimes. No, I, I, I get that. It's And it's a really strange one because I know that we've both not told each other off for that, but been like, oh, you're, <laughs> you're doing that. But it's interesting because I think a kiss can just happen. It doesn't, mm-hmm. there's not, sometimes there's not a whole lot of build up. Sometimes there's a whole load of tension that gets to that moment. But then, then a kiss happens quite quickly, but it's not like having sex or moving to some sort of more sexy times based stuff because that takes a level of prep or effort or removing a clothes or whatever. But a kiss can just go from, we were just chatting and then a moment locked and then we kissed and then that was it. I agree. And it's, you can't really say, just hold on a minute. I just need to go and find out if this is okay. (laughs) Because of course that's the right thing to do if you're really bringing it down to basics, but also you kind of lose the chemistry then. Well, I think that there has to be a level of understanding. And I think in yeah. our early days, I remember going to a club and someone kissed you randomly. Yeah, I remember. And I was like, well... And you sulked all the way home. Yeah, I did you were like, I don't like it, don't I like, don't like it. it. And because, that's fair because it came out of nowhere for you. Well, I think there was there was a few elements at play. One, I utterly didn't like the person. Fair. So there was, there was that. And I think you knew that I didn't like the person. Eh. Also fair. Eh. Um, I think there was the, there was no discussion about it. And we hadn't really at that point got into a space where we were kind of comfortable with those things happening out of the blue. So I think, uh, you know, I remember how it felt and I was like, no, I don't want to do this lifestyle thing anymore. This is bullshit. You know, I'm throwing (laughs) all my toys out the pram because I just wasn't prepped and Mm. in the right space. And it took a while for us to be much more comfortable. Mm. Then I think on to sort of uh, going to desire and then going to the PCAP and the likes. And actually, uh, or even our, our latest event, to a certain extent, we were both sort of comfortable going, oh, there's someone that we really like. Oh, let's kiss him. Yeah. And I think, though, to some extent, that's because we're now adult enough to have that conversation. And we've had it over many, 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 many times mm. and just made sure that we're both OK, you know, and say, OK, this is what we're comfortable with. And we don't have to seek each other out and ask permission because yeah. that's a kind of a, a level that you're happy playing to. But what we wouldn't do is then go off and say, Oh, yeah. Well, I was kissing her and it just led to a blowjob. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just happened in the moment. It just happened. And that we haven't been, we haven't done that and, and let each other down like that. I don't think, I, so I think we, we, we have kind of got to a point where we're a lot more accepting of that, of people that we know. And if that's the agreed sort of process before we get to a place or whatever, then we're probably, we could probably navigate that. But yeah, it wouldn't break us for sure, but it would be the right thing, I suppose, to just say in advance are we both cool with this is that your level surprise blowjobs are fine (laughs) wait for me to give them as well uh no you can give me surprise blowjobs anytime surprise yeah apart from when i'm at work if i'm on that team's call probably not so good (laughs) so when you were talking just then about you know the whole um observing piece um you've you've actually witnessed a few firsts firsts for me I think in, in over time. So for example, the first time someone else made me climax mm-hmm. or the first time that someone else had sex with me or mm-hmm. so there's various firsts that we've gone along the way. Yep. And I remember you saying that you might have sat back and watched those moments maybe so because th- they turned you on or because you just wanted to see how you felt. Um, 
<laughs> it was like a supervillain going, watch, watch what happens when this goes on. So uh, interestingly, so I think the, the first time we we had sex, I think we were with some with someone else. I think we were both so nervous about yeah. it that it took, it was a bit of a like a science experiment in a way. It was the kind of, how is this going to go down? How is this going to work? Is are my we, head going to spin right? Yeah. <laughs> are we going to break out the back of this? And I think, you know, that was, that was interesting more than anything else because I think... Because it was our first time, we were kind of both quite occupied with how this was going to yeah. pan out. It wasn't until like a few more times that we got into the swing of it, but actually that the, there was an opportunity properly to kind of watch and observe. In terms of, of someone actually making you come, I think, well, you know, we've talked about this on on the show a few times. And by the time we got there, we'd been, been in the lifestyle for a few years. We'd had the mm. podcast for a bit. No one had actually got you there. And we we knew it was going to happen. So, and by we, you don't mean me, because <laughs> I no, didn't no, know. no, no. So you know that was when we were playing with Angela and, and Bradford in, yeah. in in Desire in Mexico. And I think we, Angela and I knew that that was going to happen. It was kind of almost on on written in the stars that that was going to happen. And I think because we built up such a an amazing connection with them so quickly, it didn't. There was no threat. There was no danger. There was no worry. It was actually really sexy to watch. Mm-hmm. But then you cried your eyes out, so it was also really emotional yeah. to watch as well because you you weren't broken as you put it. So I, I think that that was absolutely fine, and and I think that it's interesting because you don't come that often during play sessions. Yeah. It's happened more frequently, absolutely, yeah. and sometimes there's a you're you're almost as surprised as everyone else that you've got <laughs> there, and you're kind of like oh, and sometimes you're like oh, it was them that did it. Oh, oh okay. my god! <laughs> <laughs> so I think that you know it's. It can be quite hot, but because it's not like a guarantee, mm. it's 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 a weird sort of back of the mind thing. Is are they going to do it? Are they going to do? The, you know, they're going to get there, or or am I going to be like picking the slack up later on? So there is a you know there is a sort of curiosity about that. Um, but certainly when we were in the in in VA, not VA, sorry, in Le Boudoir quite mm. recently, that room was a, a a really sexy one, and it was really interesting looking at, like there was so much stimulation going mm. on there and it was actually it was hot to watch you do what you were doing mm. but I don't know if that's the context of so much going on and so many different things and new things happening for everybody that that, that elevated that elevated that status answer me this then so you're not like watching me doesn't necessarily do much for you cool we've always known that yeah what about watching other people uh so in that room for example mm-hmm. let's go back to that room um, there was lots of things to watch. Yeah. Like, look, it was a very visceral kind of everything was happening. So, were, would you be turned on by watching what other people were doing? Maybe you know, it's a really, it's a really odd, odd thing and a, and a good question because I don't think I particularly watch what's going on in the room. Mm-hmm. There's like a peripheral level of awareness. I'm, I tend to be sort of concentrating on the personal people that I'm immediately playing with, <laughs> but. There was because there was so much stuff going on, you couldn't help but see yeah, things going stuff on around. Happening all around you, yeah, in front yeah. of you, it, on top of you. It was like um like a IMAX screen. You couldn't right. couldn't did not you get motion see sickness halfway through. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. As soon as we flew over a cityscape, that was it. I was done for <laughs> hurling in the in the front seats there. But yeah, it was a bit like you couldn't avoid seeing stuff. But actually, because we were, you know, we know all of those people really well. It was a very, very safe environment and it felt really sexy. So mm. I, I, didn't, I don't think I sat back and watched that much. I did a bit, mm-hmm. but, you know, I kind of, I even got sort of involved, but not actually doing the sex. 
So that was kind of a bit different for me. So, you know, when I was just bouncing, you know, Cherie on top you of Kiwi. Help. I was doing a help. I did a helpy. So I, I think there was a, there was a definite kind of, it's hot to, to have that sort of low level participation. And I think at that point I did have a look around at the room and that, and that was sexy. So for me, there were multiple points of um, focus where I, I stopped to watch because it was so hot um, and I wasn't the only one. So I think myself and Penny Lane a few times stopped specifically so we could watch what was happening and, you know, be, be and, you know, entertained and, ex- and turned on by that. It was, it was a really, it was a great environment to, to watch and be watched. Really. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, you know, this, this is the thing in that even me with my low levels of interest in watching what's going on around <laughs> me, which is strange because Cause you're so I'm, observant. <laughs> I am so observant. I'm, you know, I kind of spot things that, that you, you don't have any idea about half the time. And, you know, I do take everything in. So I, I guess it's not a case of I don't take stuff in, but it's that I don't necessarily always get a kick out of watching all of those those things happen. Mm. But it's, you know, part of what we wanted to talk about as well was actually what what do you do with people that's different to what your partner does? Mm. So in that room, was there anything different that was going on? Well, there was some by play happening, which mm-hmm. I don't normally get to see. Or, or take part in, because I don't Because that, that's not a regular thing that happens to us. No. It's not often we get that presented to us and I have an opportunity to be so involved. So absolutely, that was, you know, a, an experience that is something that I wouldn't do with you, obviously. Because, <laughs> <laughs> and it, can, it is only something I can do with other people. But for that reason, so it nicely fits into this category of things you do with other people, but not your partner. And I'm assuming because you were okay on the night, that you were okay with me doing those other things with partners that you don't do with me. Well, you know, I know that you're really turned on by that. So I'm encouraging of the fact that you're doing something that you enjoy. But 100%, I want you to have a good time. Uh So I was, you know, and, and I know that you love doing all this stuff mm. and there was no way on earth I was going to stop you doing that for one. <laughs> so I, yeah, it doesn't bother me. And, and, and actually I, I was really happy that you were, you know, this was something that you could get that I, you know, it's not something that I'm doing right now. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's talk about something then that I know that you've done with other people, but not with me, mm-hmm. uh, which is rough play. Okay. Or, or I say rough play as a, a broad category. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm referring more specifically to, um, something I've witnessed quite a bit of late and it surprised me the first time I saw it, which is kind of choking maybe, but not actual choking. Someone. Yeah, like but, a hand but, on throat. But rough play around the throat. Yeah. Yeah, is that fair? Yeah, that you a, really don't like any kind of hand or anything near your Personally, neck. I don't. No. I, it's not something that appeals to me. It triggers me in lots of ways. It's it's not something I'm comfortable with. I, I don't even want to try it. You know, it, it it's something that just feels... No, it rings so many alarm bells to me and I just don't like it. It's It's been really a, an interesting experience, actually, because, you know, that's not part of our play, as you've said. And then certainly over the last couple of years, there's been more and more partners that have been yeah, interested in I being... Agree. And have really actively encouraged me to, to yeah. choke choke them, but, you know, within that realm. Play and in that play, realm, yeah. To play a bit more mm. roughly, to pin them down, to wrestle them. Mm. And there's been the odd brat or two that I've had to physically pin mm-hmm. down and tell them to stay down, you know. So, I, and I don't don't have to deal with that at home. 
Now, sometimes, you know, the, the, the bratty stuff I could, could very much leave, you know, I don't, if, if I have to full on go. And yet brats find you. <laughs> yes. And yet they, they find me. Um, you know, I, I don't mind a little bit of that, but too much of that just drives me a bit mad. But I think the, the rough play thing is, isn't something that I'm naturally drawn to because I am generally quite a pacifist and you know, quite a gentle soul. Yeah. I, I like to, to make sure that everyone's happy and enjoying themselves. And see, this is really interesting for me to watch something that I know I'll never want to be involved in. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm very open and honest and would happily say to anybody, any pay partner or you, I don't like that. I don't want to do it, but you know, knock yourself out. If you want to do it, crack on. So but it's very odd watching you do that, especially for the first time when I saw it. And it's not that you, so you didn't, you didn't check in with me, not that it matters because it wasn't something that even occurred to me that would happen. Yeah, And it's not something that you have to ask permission to do with a play partner because it, it doesn't make any difference to me at all. So when I looked over that first time and I saw it kind of happening, I was like, huh. And I, I wasn't like, pissed off or anything nothing like that but i didn't want to watch it either no like in an, no way did i want to see it be have it as a, an enduring image in my mind because i associate you with not that and does that make sense no i understand that and i and i can understand i because wouldn't ever it, stop you from doing it if you like it and they like it and you're happy to do it but i don't want to see it in in many ways i mean i, I get why you don't want to see it because it's very much a triggering thing for you that and i just don't associate you with that no. kind of play i think t- for me there is a bit of a I, i'm playing a role mm. I'm, I'm fulfilling a role effectively yeah and i i i don't have a problem with it it's not my default mm. and it's not not something that that would initially spring to mind um but i i don't mind playing into it as long as, you know, as long as, as everything's safe, I think is my... Cause, <laughs> so if it doesn't go wrong one day, yeah, otherwise I'll be coming to visit you in prison <laughs> with a giant cake. <laughs> Thanks, dear. <laughs> I told you it would go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I, you know, I'm, I know enough to, to know how to do that in the right way. What? That sounds even worse. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I, I've, I've read enough and I've watched enough and I've right. understood enough and I've mm. listened to enough to, to kind of, to, to know that. So when it was asked of me, it wasn't, a, you know, it wasn't a huge jump, although it was like a first time for me doing that at one point. It's, it's interesting and in that it's, because it feels like it's more and more in demand. So here's another question. Mm-hmm. The partners that you've played with who have initiated that kind of play with you Mm -hmm. have they asked you to do it or have they shown like moved your hands to that position or did you offer it um it's more um the first two little column a little column Mm. b none really of columns column c and were you surprised the first time and were you like oh so i think so one regular play partner actually like moved my hand Mm -hmm. there um gentle listener you can't see it but i'm just sort of it's at the base of my neck so it's not choking somebody but it's a pressure and it's a it was showing them showing uh, you that they wanted to, some, some some pressure that some pressure that right and i think that's that for that particular partner i think that's kind of something that they they enjoy but they mm. don't necessarily want to be choked dead dead yeah that's the thing <laughs> <laughs> and then others were very much asking me to do that All right, okay. so and it, and again it t- totally depends on the, the the dynamic some people really want you to play roughly and really mm grab them and move them around and manipulate them and 
pr- provi- you know, provide a heavy presence. Uh-huh. Um, and others that they that's not their jam. So you kind of have to navigate it and kind of go through it. And but I, that wouldn't ever be my default. If I know someone likes that, then mm. I would probably sort of work that into an element of play. But I wouldn't. That wouldn't be my go-to yeah, out of the gate. Like, let's go for it thing. Mm. Okay. So another question, and this is purely hypothetical. This is not me in any way, like accusing or anything. I'm simply asking the question because other people might think the same. So knowing that it triggers me, for example, mm-hmm. to participate or watch that. When that happened for the first time or, or second time even with these play partners, did you did that enter your mind at all and think, oh, I wonder what Mrs. H thinks if she sees this or should I maybe not let her see this or... I think does, does that make sense? It does. I don't. I don't think it was a case of not letting you see it because I think to to not let you see it feels sneaky mm-hmm. and would probably cause more issues in the long right. term. I wouldn't hide that stuff from right. you. Um, I think when we first did it, I don't think we we recognised that it would be so much not so much of a trigger because I I think trigger is probably too strong a word in in a sense. Mm. Um, but it's definitely something that you don't enjoy. But at the same point, it's kind of someone is asking me to do something. So I'm trying yeah. to find a balance. Now, I don't go into this to, as heavy as many would. Right. And I, 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 I'm a light touch on that. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not going as deep into that mm. sort of space as, as, not as I could, would, yeah. but, as, but as probably some, some of these people want me to. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get So that. I think there is, there has been a sort of me pulling back from that, mm. but giving them enough of that to, to sort of, Enhance that Enhan- Yeah, exactly mm. that. So it's not that I'm not considering you, but it's much more that I'm actually sort of just trying to find that balance in the right way. Mm. No, I understand that completely. Okay. So in terms of things that you, you do with other play partners that you don't do with your, your, your primary partner then, so that, that would be definitely one of them. And how... How often is it that you've you've considered that you you like the fact that you're doing something different with someone else? Um, I don't think uh, so. It's a it's it's a balance, right? Because I don't think it's that I'm doing something mm. different. It's that we're interacting with somebody different. Okay. I don't think rather it's than the act, rather it's than the act the itself. Person. I think it's rather than the person that I find more enjoyable because it's hey, someone different. Mm. It's a different interaction. There's a different chemistry. And some, some for some people that chemistry will be really strong, for others less so. And it's that whole mix of flirting and interacting yeah. that, that that goes with it, rather than the specific acts of what we get up to. Mm. Now, sure, when when you've got people that you see fairly regularly, you can develop those kind of things that you like, almost like the go-to moves that we have yeah, with yeah. each other in that way. And that's that's fun because you kind of go, well, actually, we know how this is going to pan out. I like the fact that they do this. They like the fact that I do that. You know, anything else is a bonus here. Mm. So, and, and and that I really enjoy. But it's interesting because one of the things that, that sparked our big conversation on this mm. was about kissing, right? Yeah. And it was interesting in, in terms of the amount of kissing and the style of kissing. I was going to say, it's come- different styles of kissing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, and I think for some people, when you kind of meet them, it, there's a, there is an initial attraction and a, and a, well, I just want to make out with them because it's, 
they're new and it's exciting. Yeah. Other people, it's a kind of, well, we've got an established connection and this is how we interact. Mm-hmm. But it is fascinating because that that whole kissing thing can be quite difficult because if you don't do that at home, mm-hmm. if you don't always, and admittedly, your home style may be quite different, but if you don't have that same level of passion or investment, mm-hmm. then it can leave your partner feeling cold. And I think that's something that's really important to keep in mind with this one because it's such a passionate personal thing. It's very passionate. And, you know, there's, there's lots of people out there who don't want to include it at all with with play partners, you know, and you'll often see, you know, profiles on Fab, for example, and other sites saying, oh, no, no kissing. We we reserve that just for our relationship, which, and again, we've had multiple conversations in the past about how difficult it is to get some chemistry going if you don't kiss someone. I, I see, <laughs> but, I, you know, that's their preference. I understand yeah. that. But you do see that. So, Clearly, other people have navigated this and considered it a boundary they don't want to cross and yeah. said, no, nope, I think it will unravel me very rapidly if I see my other half kissing somebody else because I reserve that intimacy just for us. And so it, it can be really, really massively difficult when you see someone else engaging in such an intimate act. And for me, I'm kind of like... Huh, but you'll put their junk in your mouth. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but there are, give them a kiss. Yeah, but there are certain boundaries and stuff that sit around this. Mm. And, you know, we kind of lay those boundaries down. But are those, be- are those because we don't want to see each other do that with other people? Well, the kissing thing, I think, is because you, you perhaps your mind makes that leap that it's a step towards someone being too intimate and forming a relationship because kissing is very intimate, isn't it? You know, you're, you're very often looking into each other's eyes. There might be some, you know, face stroking and it, it, it's a very intimate act. You know, oh, I love a bit of face stroking. It's passionate, isn't it? Yes. It's, um, you, you can't disassociate yourself from it so much as you can a physical act, perhaps, which you don't have to actually be face-to-face with somebody. You can look away from them or you can maybe... You know, think about something else if you're really having a shit time. Well, you could do that while you're kissing, but it's a lot harder. Yeah, but it's harder. And you would naturally sort of pull away, I think, from a kiss that was truly not nice. And I think some people may associate that that kissing action with, are they going to fall in love with this person? Oh, you know, and and I know your mind makes crazy jumps, or mine does, (laughs) but it might make that that leap for you and, and make you worry that they'll prefer kissing them than you. I've been dreaming <laughs> of true love's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, all right. So that's kind of kissing, right? But mm. what about taking yeah. boundaries? Anal. Are you saying anal? Well, so <laughs> anal boundaries. An, anal boundaries. So that's episode one four one. For us, it's it's a kind of interesting boundary because anal typi- is a hugely interesting boundary. Typically, we've said mm. that that we're not to have anal sex with other people. Hey. I suspect there is a ask and talk about it before it happens ask. process more than anything else in in place now but typically there is a we don't do that with other people right right until we did dp until and we did it's yeah, physically but, impossible not to navigate name for that well that, that is true <laughs> but surprisingly i was then fine with it and that's the thing so what is it that prevents us from doing that is it because we don't want to see right. someone else do it i know what it is you know what it is I for know you. Exactly what it is for me. What is it for you? It's because we we don't have anal anywhere near as much as I think you would like to. And I worry if you start having anal with other people, 
it will move even further away from me pleasing you. <laughs> what? It'll move even I'll, try that, I'll try and rephrase that. Yes, please speak English, wife. I know wife. you like anal. Yes. All right. I, that's, that's always been the case. I've known that since I've known you. Yeah. Fine. I'm, I genuinely regret the fact that we don't have as much anal as you would like. Now, mm-hmm. there's various reasons why we don't. Okay. And, but we do have it sometimes. Yeah. Like when you get really, really drunk. <laughs> Wait, what have you put in my mind? <laughs> um, okay. Yes, I, I do. I like it, but I don't, I don't like it. No, it's not true. I like it, but I don't want to have it that frequently. Okay. For various reasons. All okay. right. When we do, it's great. And I'm like, yay, this is great. Oh my God, he's going to love me even more now. <laughs> is it like going to see a concert? Because you don't go to concerts for ages and ages and ages and ages. <laughs> and then you go to one and you're like, hey, why don't we go to more concerts? Well, this happened the other week when we went on the roller coasters. I was like, fuck it, I want to go on more roller coasters now. <laughs> <laughs> so it should be it, like when we had anal the other day. Oh, that for you... goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding economy scales, maybe. Look, it's because we don't have it very often. Okay, and, and I know that you really like it. And I, I'm, I'm really sad that we don't have it more often. But I, I truly don't think we can have more as as much of it as you would like, certainly. Maybe we could stand to have it more than we do. We could probably meet in the middle a little bit more. But we're, <laughs> we're quite apart in terms of what you would like versus what we have. Well, I, I don't think it's that that much well, of a difference. I think that You would definitely the, like it more than we have it. Yes, but then <laughs> it's beca- it, it's almost that because I can't have it. Ah, so if we had it like every other Wednesday, would that be better? Yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> you fall into my cunning plan and trap. Yes. I haven't signed anything. Yeah. <laughs> Why does this wine smell of chloroform? <laughs> <laughs> but I, it is an it is an interesting one. To be fair, though, I don't think anal as an opportunity comes up in the lifestyle particularly frequently. Anyway, mm-hmm. there's not very very many opportunities not that do frequently. Go- I, no, I don't. I can't recall the last time it came up as an opportunity. No. Um, okay, maybe not. So, <laughs> and we've had quite a lot of experiences over the last couple of years, and I can't recall anything. Certainly, pre up to just before COVID times. So that you know, in yeah, a so couple my plan of years, is working. Just yeah. scare all the women off in advance. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, I secretly email them all before we meet and say, "Don't you dare ask him for anything." It's because the permission <laughs> slip is like eighty-two pages long, and they have to provide you know like a blood sample, heritage of parents, all sorts of stuff. So before they can go ahead with it, so. But it's an interesting one because it is something that I think is also something you don't particularly want to see either. I don't. But no, but oh my god! Again, this is really, really bizarre to navigate. But on deep actually, heat day, right? Yeah, okay. On on deep heat day, because <laughs> it was deep heat. I, I can. I actually enjoy watching it. I, I don't, wouldn't wouldn't seek it out as a genre of porn that I particularly like, whereas I know you probably like that quite a lot because you know you, everyone likes something, right? Yeah. Um, and I I I think that's probably something that you like a lot to watch. Yeah. If you're going to look at some porn. I wouldn't, but if I saw it, I'd probably think, yeah, that's hot. Mm-hmm. And I probably would quite enjoy watching that because I do. And when it's being done to me in the right way and without you know pain and all the rest of it and lots of um, good things that make me happy, <laughs> <laughs> then it's great. Um, but then the, the, the build up to it and the, the preparation for it for me is uh, it's almost akin to a like a bit of a ball ache because I'm like, I I don't want anything 
to happen. Like, but the irony not is that, that most of the time that we do have anal, we do without there, any is, there is any, there's no preparation <laughs> at all. It, it, I know the irony is not lost on me either. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. That is just it, isn't it? The overthinking is is always a bit that actually shouldn't do because there's no reason to worry about it. But okay. I'm not alone in that. I know lots of people probably feel a similar way. I think some lo- people bloody love it. Great, good for you. Well, some people have lots of different boundaries. You know, some people can't come and in other people can't orgasm and mm. there's all sorts of boundaries that sit around their yeah, play. So, you know, it, there's, there's bound to be some natural crossovers and all of this sort of stuff about what people go through and experience. And equally, I'm, I'm imagining that you probably wouldn't like to see me have anal from someone either. <laughs> I think... You'd be I, like, what the fuck, <laughs> Yeah, I We would... can't have... <laughs> you're having it with someone else there would be a level of confusion I, sus- I, I suspect I completely agree and you would be absolutely right to think that and uh, to be fair I've never actually wanted anyone else to have anal with me anyway but that's that's very true it's not true. something I seek it's not something I desire from multiple partners it really is not the DP was fun probably would like to revisit again at some point not not giving you a list of dates or anything <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's not off my list of stuff I'd like to repeat because it was fun yeah 100% Okay. But uh, yeah, it's not something I actively seek in a play partner. So summing this all up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we haven't touched on toys. We haven't touched on toys. We can briefly touch on toys. Let's briefly touch on toys then. Go on then. What do you want to talk about toys? Uh, Okay. So when we first ventured out in all this, and I think the first time that you you brandished a toy with a play partner, it wasn't me, I probably had an internal hissy fit and went, what the fuck? I don't think it was internal. All right, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> it might have been delayed. It might have been as soon as we got home. You are. I, I'll be honest. I did feel jealous. Spitting venom and feathers. I don't know and all... why though. Because, well, I do know why actually. I think at the time, maybe my particular play partner, whoever that was, um, didn't maybe invest some time with me and a toy. And you had the only toy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this... Yes, that's right. Because we didn't have any toys and I don't think we took many with us. And I don't think my particular partner had any okay and i was like huh so this is why uh, we normally when we go to a club (laughs) we take two miniature bags now yeah one has the little mini bullet thing and the other one has the cock ring and they both have condoms and lube so there is we've we've eliminated eliminated that issue potentially but then Mm. you have to use your words and say well i would like you to use this well, yeah, but you still have to go and fetch it and get it. Yeah, then yeah, pass the challenge. That's, maybe that's my annoyance then, that, that they're not more like you. <laughs> <laughs> so your annoyance about your play partner is that they are not me. That's the basic annoyance. <laughs> well, not everyone is so skilled with a toy. And I know you really like playing with toys. I do. That's why I, I don't mean like fit. robots. But, uh... Uh, but you do like your toys. You like your little gadgets and you like exploring this with other people. So how do you feel about other people using toys on me? I have no doesn't worries. Bo- yeah. doesn't, doesn't, doesn't bother me. I've seen other people use toys on you. I've seen, <laughs> it does it does make me laugh when other people will use toys on you really ineffectually. <sighs> but, uh, but I can see you're getting frustrated, but you don't <laughs> say anything or do anything. Certainly, I don't want to scare them off. No, I know, but but often, and your your subtlety is normally just moving a hand slightly, yeah. And let often, me show you. <laughs> often there's a people just default to what they're going, or what they were going to do anyway. 
So it, it it's it's mm-hmm. quite an amusing watch. That then I have really enjoyed watching you because you're going through this mental battle of well, someone's trying to do a really nice thing for me and on me, <laughs> but I'm not really enjoying it. But I need to kind of tell them. But I uh, want to be nice. Yeah. So that that mental battle that goes on does crack <laughs> me up ever so slightly. Yeah, maybe. But you know, toys it, toys then are an, an acceptable thing to use on your play partners, and it's not necessarily different to that of your partner, is it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, and the reason. That, that I think that you've brought that up is in, in the very early days, definitely there was a case of you weren't keen on me using toys with people. No, because I wanted what they had. I was, <laughs> I was Honestly, purely and simply, I was just jealous because <laughs> I, I knew they were having a better time than me. <laughs> oh, bless you. That's not fair. That's not fair on people. I don't mean a better time, but it made me like, oh, why do they get one? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is interesting because I don't think your default is to bring out a toy. Often, um, no. In fact, I can't recall a time that you've ever brought out a toy when when we've played particularly. Oh no, I like toys on you. I toys like watching on me. you. I like watching you play with toys, or I like it when you get a toy out because some. I think I know what it is. I think sometimes I worry that you're going to get bored watching me use a toy. But, Does that make sense? But, so I don't initiate it in case you're like. Uh, am I just redundant here? <laughs> I think there's, there's two reasons. One, you're, you're probably lying there enjoying whatever it is I'm doing with you already. So you, you don't want to stop and interrupt that. Should be so good at it then. Well, yeah, that's my own fault, isn't it? <laughs> the curse of being me. But the second thing is that even if you did have a toy, you wouldn't know how to turn the fucking thing on. Oh my God, you know what? I cannot fucking turn them on or off. <laughs> and once I'm done with them, I have to throw it across the room because I can't bear it near me afterwards and I don't know how to switch it off. I know. Why can't they make them easier to switch they on? They are very easy. The one's They're really not. easy. What's that one I just can't work out? It's the, the, ho- am- the Hot Octopus Ammo oh one. Oh my God. The little, little bullet thing. It's a hidden, sub- like completely submerged It's a button. notch in, in the side yeah. of it and you just hold down the notch. But... For no. three or four years of owning this toy, you've still never figured it out. Which <laughs> throw it away. You do. You just throw it away and then complain <laughs> bitterly that it's out of power. I'm like, well, you've just left it vibrating on the bed. Oh, it's God, your own fucking fault. Because I can't switch the damn thing oh, off. I know that. It's absolutely <laughs> your fault. Right. Anything I... else that you want to cover, Mrs. H? I don't... Have I missed anything out? Probably, but I'm things sure it'll come back would... to you in this. What are other things that you might want to... I suppose the only other thing we haven't really covered is things like... Um, kink like you know bdsm type stuff well that kind of goes into the the, that sort of rough stuff that we were talking about there's a little bit of that element in there what i would say is that you know when we tried to record this this thing the first time Mm. it ended up Mm -hmm. in this very long conversation that sprawled into the night about you know our approaches how we feel about seeing each other and it, it didn't turn into an argument but it did become quite sort of Oh, well, you do this and you do that, Mm. you do this and you do that. But it was a really useful discussion to have. So what I would say, gentle listener, is that if you've not had some of those discussions, it's a worthy thing to do, Mm. but just try and be kind to each other because sometimes these things escalate without you even realising that they're doing so. Yeah, and sometimes you don't really know what's rattling around your mind until you bring it out and you think, shit, didn't realise that was an issue at all and now it's there. Yeah. So hopefully we've managed to do a good job of bringing this back and yeah. you know talking about it a bit without killing each other, which is obviously quite nice. I'm going to get all my toys out now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good luck turning them on. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> Mrs. H, do your thing. Well, thank you for hopping into our bed. 
um, what are you wearing at Halloween then? Fangs. Fangs. I haven't got any fangs actually. <laughs> you don't have fucking fangs. <laughs> I don't fangs. have any fucking fangs. <laughs> Uh, the blood of a virgin. The blood of a virgin? In a little vial around my neck. Okay. Mm. So, any clothes? Oh, um, I'm not going to Scooby-Doo. Like, yikes! <laughs> Is that the backup outfit? The the one that we've had stuck in a bag underneath the bed for like eight years? Oh my God. Is that the one we were sick on? No, that was Austin Powers. Austin Powers. As no. I ripped off the suit, <laughs> dropped to my knees and yelled to the sky, No! <gasps> Uh, what? Uh, okay, think of um a number. Sc- <laughs> no, think of some scary Halloween outfit I can wear then. Um, I don't know. I'm going to Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Fucking hell! Well, it's topical. Been watching it. 